1: It is the week of opening day. Baseball Phillies return to action on Thursday down in Texas in good old Arlington against the Rangers. Here to
0: talk about it, Frank Close, Jeff Mosher. Jeff, how you doing this week? I'm good, Frank. Good week. Great sports week, really. You know, we got opening day coming up on Thursday. I'm excited about that my uh my home my my growing up college basketball team the Yukon Huskies in the final four again so I'm excited about that as well and uh, I'm ready to get it rolling man I'm ready to get it started
1: ready to get started and teams Baseball. are finalizing their final rosters and so making up the uh, final touches as we go forward there probably will still be some action going on I suspect the Phillies might still make another move of some sort between now and opening day, but at the very least, they sort of have submitted a final roster mm-hmm. leading into the season. And so, Jeff, maybe a, I don't know. There's a lot of surprises. I think certainly Reese Hoskins getting injured at the last near the last minute really threw a wrench in uh, what you would expect uh, for a roster. But yeah, you know, I I was a, a little surprised about a, a couple things here. So uh, why don't yeah. we why don't we why don't we run these down one at a time? So uh, we we spent a lot of time talking about who might make the final bench spots. I thought Scott Kingery had a chance. I thought he demonstrated that he might have something left in the tank. I thought that uh, if the Phillies invested in him, not I'm not talking about the $24 million they paid him all this time, but but rather the fact that hitting coach Kevin long spent the off season working with him and made me think that, okay, they're investing some other type of capital here. And that's, that's, the the work of the game's best hitting coach, Mm -hmm. but Scott Kingery left off the roster. Does that surprise
0: you, Jeff? It sort of does because of who got on the the roster, right? Um, They they obviously went with Dalton Guthrie and Jake cave. Now cave, I thought was going to make it He had such a good spring. And we were talking last podcast or two, you know, I, it's it. It must feel like they see that he can play center field because he's played it before. It may not be his best position, but Kingery was the other guy who could play center field. Kingery doesn't make it. So if there's an injury or if Brandon Marsh needs some time off, it looks like Cave, who had a a great offensive spring, is going to be that guy in center because you know I unless you think Guthrie is going Gut- to play Guthrie play a lot can of center probably field. play center. Yeah, but I, I thought Kingery
1: thought, was a better center fielder personally, but
0: right and and certainly kingery's bat was better than guthrie's bat this spring i don't think that's that's you know even arguable so i'm not exactly sure what other than, like like what the pull was to have guthrie over either kingery or cody clemens who also had a good spring as well although maybe cody is a little bit more limited as far as where you're going to put him um but yeah that was that would be my surprise
1: all right, so let's 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 talk about these moves one at a time. So Kingery, Kingery, not on the 40-man roster. I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. Now, we heard about a week ago that Bryce Harper would not be put on the 60-day IL. We right. assumed that, okay, well, that'll be a clear roster spot that they can use. So they're going to hold off just in case Harper can come back before May 29th. So that's really one less spot you could sort of take a flyer on somebody. Mm-hmm. But then also... Reese Hoskins will be put on the 60-day IL. So there's going to be a roster spot. That that makes me think the Phillies might be trying to add somebody. That's a good point.
0: That is a good point. And Clemens is on the 40-man roster, right, Cody? Yes. Okay. Um, Yeah, yeah Clemens is I don't on know. The 40. Well, but, but are they trying to add, do you think, a first baseman? Or do you think that they're just trying to add a good player who can play multiple spots?
1: I think they would be trying to add a right-handed outfielder if they could. Uh, To me, that's, that's what I think that they could use. I mean, uh, right now, Guthrie is it. I say right now because things can change in a hurry. Uh, but he is your right-handed backup outfielder. And, you know, when you, when you look at how they're going to, to, to build a lineup, I mean, the way things are kind of situated, you probably have Jake Cave starting in left field on opening day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, no disrespect to Jake Cave. But as the lefty uh, bat against right-handed Jacob Degrom, you're going to see him in the lineup and haul at first base, and probably Schwarber as your designated hitter. I think that's how it's going to line up. But then, what happens when you face uh, Martin Perez the next day, and you want to you want to throw some righties? Well, does this mean Dalton Guthrie has to start? Because you know, I think I think you're going to see Castellanos and Schwarber taking a lot of DH opportunities, and when that happens. Be good to have a righty around that 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 can start and you feel comfortable with.
0: Right now, where did would I know they want to get Sosa in as much as possible? He's obviously not going to be in as a DH, but
1: I mean, I think I think the best I I think the best option right now is you put Josh Harrison in left field. I mean, I I, I know that's he's played it plenty, so it's he not like it's a total it, yeah. it's not a total stretch, but. Of course Josh Harrison by trade is mostly an infielder, but I think I think the way things are setting up at the moment, you would want to start Josh Harrison over your right handed backup in Guthrie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're probably right about that. I I would think so. Get so that makes me think that But it does they... make it does when you put it that way, it sort of makes it does think makes you think that the E Phillies have a, a counter move here in mind. Yeah.
1: I mean they will have a roster spot. I mean, that's that's the – Then they did not use it on Scott Kingery. So maybe they're waiting to see what's out there. I mean, there's a few – you know, uh, maybe – maybe I don't want to keep going off on all these tangents, but mm-hmm. there's clearly that right-handed roster spot that you needed. Now, a few names people like to mention uh, along the way, and immediately responding to, to Reese Hoskins, I think we should probably talk about them. Now, the, the, let's start first with with uh,
0: Luke Voigt. All right. Mm, Does Luke yeah. Voight excite you at all? At one time he would have, maybe if this was four years ago when he, uh, during the COVID shortened season, I think he was among the major league leaders in home runs for the Yankees and then he went out to, what, San Diego after that and uh, did not really carry it over. That, that's a big issue with guys who play for the Yankees, then they go play somewhere else and, and for whatever reason they really regress to the mean. Uh, yeah. so,
1: now Voit. Now just to be clear, Voight Voight was available, and then ultimately, just within the last 24 hours of us recording this, re-signed with the Brewers. So so uh, I think that's why people talked about it. I, I, I personally did not think they needed uh, a right-handed first baseman just because.
0: Right. No, I agree with you. And I'm kind of, I think, and listen, you're not trying to experiment at this time of the year, but from what we saw from Derek Hall in the spring and last year, uh, and the fact that he got a few hits off lefties this spring, I, I would like to see now in a very unfortunate circumstance with Reese Hoskins injury. I would like to see if Derek, Derek Hall can be, if not an everyday first baseman, at least a, a platoon or, or most of the time first baseman against right-handed hitters and then see what he does against lefties. I hope they give him a shot against lefties early and they don't just yank him um, and, and play with the lineup a little bit. I want to see if this guy can, can do it.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. I th- I don't think there's any rush to run out and get somebody. Uh, that's just because. Uh, now one name, one name that's that I've also heard thrown out there is Miguel Sano. Uh, Miguel Sano uh, has played other positions be be besides first base, but he's mostly a mostly a first baseman and uh, didn't didn't really have uh, much of a year with the the Twins last year. Again, is somebody that would be. Low acquisition costs. Uh some people wanted to give him a shot. What, what what do you think about Miguel Sano? Do they need to do something like that?
0: No, nah, he's such a feast or famine player. I mean, he could go out there and bat like 188 for half a year. Uh I don't I mean, I get you're asking me about a, a guy who's not gonna play every day, who can just get in there. I wouldn't be you know, I wouldn't be like terribly against it, but I'm I'm just not sure that that he's really fits what they're they're looking for right now.
1: Yeah. Currently currently a free agent. So I mean he he's just kind of out there. Again, uh, people are I guess are looking for low cost options. Now there was one name I like. This came from John Stolness, uh you might know from the uh Hit and Season podcast. Uh but the name Christian Walker, who plays for the Arizona diamondbacks mm-hmm. uh put up a 5.1 war as their first baseman last year Had a really nice season 36 home runs uh 94 runs driven in if we go some of the old stats but uh ops of 804 mm-hmm. right so very productive right-handed first baseman who is under team control through next season i believe uh now that was a name thrown out there but he might cost you something jeff
0: yeah, well that's what I'm saying. Like he's he is take some of the newer waves. His on-base percentage is it's, it's okay, it's not great if I recall. I think he's something like a 220 hitter, you know. Uh,
1: so let's see. Well, last year he had a last year he had a nicer year. Well, he batted he batted about two okay, two last year 242, 240, which is about Hoskins' okay. range, but uh right. 327 on base.
0: Yeah, that's so, okay. I mean, the, I guess I would ask glove first baseman. Yeah, he is a good defensive first baseman and that'll be a big that, that would be reason alone where maybe you would give that a lot of thought. But I guess what I'm thinking is if Derek Hall gets uh, a decent amount of time with the power that he showed in the minors, he should be a guy that could hit you 25 to 30 home runs based on what he's shown in the minors and, and his small spurt in the majors against right-handed pitching. Now, he's not a great first baseman, and certainly he could kind of fall into a rut and not have a good year at all. I mean, Walker is – Much more of a proven player in that regard. So, but like you just said, that's going to, you're not just going to get him, uh, Walker, just, just, you know, by forking over some player to be named later.
1: Yeah. I I think he's, given that he's got control after this year, I think he would require a decent prospect hall. Now, that might make sense eventually. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe the Phillies would be willing to get something up for him, knowing they have first base covered next year, too. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I know some fans out there are, are, Hoping Reese Hoskins will come back with the Phillies next year, but you know it could be that if if the Hall thing doesn't work, then then maybe they they get, they start talking about a trade like this. But I tend to think that that's a trade that's more attuned to the trade deadline, not now. I mean, I don't think Arizona has any incentive to make this trade right now.
0: I would agree with you. I don't think they do it either.
1: And now the Diamondbacks aren't necessarily expected to contend, but. At least there's, you know, it's opening day. Everybody feels like they have a shot, right? So, you know, right. you, want, you want to, I'm sure that they at least for their fans would want to show that they are trying at first. And then maybe down the line, they can, they can look at that, uh, as a, as a possibility and, and, and maybe stocking up on prospects. But, you know, that the Diamondbacks have some nice players. Uh, I, of course they're in a division with some powerhouses and the Padres and the, and the Dodgers, but, And the Giants are are nothing to scoff at either. But, you know, I Mm -hmm. I just don't think I just don't think they are if they didn't spend the offseason trying to rebuild. I don't see why at opening day they're ready to go do so.
0: Agreed. Agreed on that.
1: So keep an eye on him. He would actually be what would I think a nice thing about Christian Walker is he's a local guy from Norristown, went to Kennedy Kenrick High School out in Norristown there. So Mm -hmm. uh, be a cool story. Local guy comes home to Philadelphia. Uh, but, uh, but we'll see. I mean, he's, he's, he, he, last year was kind of his breakout year for the Diamondbacks. If they trade him, uh, maybe, maybe later. So <laughs> I think that would be the, um, the thing to look at there.
0: Well, you got to think that they're going to want a pitching prospect. Um, yeah. most people do if you're, if you're going to trade him. Now, are you willing to give up, uh, I guess you look. painters not touchable, obviously able not, but maybe McGarry. I, I don't know. I mean, that's probably, would, that's a...
1: you probably, they probably would need that. Yeah, uh, and, I, and I don't know that that a lot of people would like to see McGarry go. So it's not like the uh, Diamondbacks are a farm system for everybody. <laughs> so right, right. Um, but that's just a that's a name to keep on at the deadline. We'll see. It depends how well he does this year uh, for for the Diamondbacks. Uh, but but again, I personally would rather see what he can do first and foremost. All right, so back to Jake Cave for a second. So mm-hmm. currently, you know, he certainly had a heck of a a spring. So, are you comfortable though with him starting Opening Day in left field?
0: Um, I mean, what's my alternative? My alternative is starting Schwab's in left field and playing who at DH. I mean, obviously, Derek Hall is going to be first base now, so I, I guess I have to be comfortable with K. he had a great spring. There's no doubt about it. So you might as well see if some of that. Spring could parlay. The only alternative, I guess, to your point would be playing Harrison, right? In, yeah. In in left field and and not playing um, Cave. So I, I don't know. I like it when a guy has a hot spring. I like to see if it can carry over. I mean, his spring was not just hot. I mean, four forty, four eighty one OBP, twenty two hits. So you might as well just see if it carries over and get the most out of it for now. So for now, yeah, I am comfortable. And he's played plenty of games in the majors, and um, you know.
1: Brock Proc Stasi had a nice spring.
0: Brock when? Is <laughs> Brock there, a couple years ago? No, he
1: was a very popular player in the in the Phillies minors. And, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. No, but I think but, it's different but, yeah, when a guy's played all the in time. the majors. Like yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it has happened all the time. And then guys come up and they don't do anything. But again, what's our i if I if I'm deciding between Cave and Harrison, right, I'm gonna go with the guy who's been at least tearing it up in spring. Not yeah. that Harrison hasn't And an there's a lefty
1: family. facing a righty, you know, so. correct. Right. And by the way, Brock Stasi now coaching in the Phillies organization, which is pretty cool cuz he's yeah. a good guy, fans loved him in the minor league. So I meant no disrespect to say, you know, he had a really good spring and then didn't necessarily translate to the, But but that's that's a fact, right? You know, uh, some some guys have some really good springs and Yeah. And, but but you know, a Cave I think's a little different. I think they really like Jake Cave uh when they when they claimed him, you know. I think he's uh he does have some experience you know, he was outrighted off the Twins roster last year, mm-hmm. which, which, uh, but, uh, you know, they pull up his spring training stats. So, yeah, 440 batting average, three home runs, three triples, three, four doubles, uh, four walks. Uh, that That's pretty, that's, that, that, even for spring training, that's pretty impressive, right? Right. So, uh, baseball reference projects him to hit 218 in the majors, <laughs> eight, eight home runs three triples, 12 doubles. That's good for an OPS of 646. So I will say that the, the projections aren't so kind to him playing a lot, but naturally kind of earned it. I mean, you look at his career. I mean, that's kind of what he's done. He's kind of, he's kind of hit like low 200s OPS and the sixes. Uh, he did have a really nice 2019 mm-hmm. um, OPS of 805, uh, you know, with uh, that was in over 228 uh, plate appearances, but yeah, uh, but hey, Scott yeah, Kingery had a good 2019.
0: Yeah, exactly. I would. I mean, in an ideal world, you want to figure out a way to get Sosa in there, but you just can't and make up that left field deficiency. He's not going to play left field, so you're kind of yeah, stuck with could. your. They could. I mean, you, you, would you be comfortable with starting left field though on opening day?
1: Or uh, maybe not opening day. I would definitely make sure he's in there against any lefties. But right. you know what? They can play it around. I mean, you you can keep Schwarber in left field. You could you could DH. Hall if if he's going to be in the lineup or you DH Harrison I mean you get yeah, the right handed you I mean? then who who who's home over to first I mean I think you're going to see some of that
0: I mean when right I think I am fine with that I just I'm just thinking opening day purposes you know I know yeah. it's it's just one of 162 but it's still opening day and you know I don't know you you mm. could convince me maybe it's it's fine to play Bohm at first based on opening day to get Sosa in there and Hall is your DH and um left field because that that might be your best lineup right i mean that uh, even though it's a right-handed uh, pitcher i mean even though it's jake to ground you're, you're you're gonna be listen you're gonna be lucky to get a few hits no matter who your what your lineup looks like but that would be to me even cave being a left-hander against a right-handed pitcher i just think that sosa in that order and in, in also in your in or yeah in your field is a better option yeah but you know
1: i i I don't make the decisions. I mean, I think they're going to, I think they're going to start cave in left opening day. And sh- that's what I think is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Me personally. I, I, I like, I like Sosa playing more. Um, I do too. 364 this spring, but if the power, he had four home runs and he had some misses too, that were like, just fell. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he made some, he made some contact this spring. So, uh I, you know, I, I want to see more Sosa if I can. And then for that to happen, you need to play. You need to play Alec Bohm at first, uh, and and Hall yeah. DH. So or but, you can
0: or you could DH him and play Hall at first. I mean, it's just one game, right? I mean, you're just yeah. trying to get. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to overthink.
1: Seems like this a waste, though. It seems like a waste, though. If you, if you or, or DH DH Boehm. I mean, you know, they they can play around with this. I'm sure, yeah. but I I you know I think with they're looking at two months without Bryce Harper, so. I guess they could, I guess they have their, their opportunity to mix and match a little because then when they get Bryce Harper, hopefully healthy, uh, then that's going to change some things and they might have to decide, you know, is, is, is Hall the best option, you know, or, or is it better that they, they put Bowman first and, and do some other things? But, uh, but Sosa, I think gives them, gives them some, gives them some options, which is, which is kind of nice. Uh, now, he does have in his major league career uh, Sosa two appearances and three innings total in, in left field. <laughs> I don't I don't think the Phillies loved having him in the outfield uh this spring. Yeah. Um he was I in center either. field for one out, uh at the, of which did not go to him uh in his major league career. So uh so Sosa Sosa probably not in the outfield. I think they'd be more comfortable doing Harrison out there but then they lose the opportunity to have a, a right-handed hitting infield. Uh, so again, yeah. makes me feel like there's a, a, uh, I feel like there's a chance that they, they, they could do something. Uh, they might not. I mean, it could be the Phillies are just keeping the options open, seeing who gets cut uh, on the MLB transaction wire and, and who might be a, who might be a better fit. So I think that that's, That's what's going to happen there. All right, let's talk pitching because we've talked real quick though.
0: Just on that, I just I do feel like the lineup we're gonna for the first two months or until Harper gets back, it's gonna feel like the Gabe Kapler days. I I feel like it's gonna be there's gonna be like fifty different lineups in the first fifty five (laughs) games season, (laughs) which is fine. Like what you, it's good if you have that versatility. Like this team has guys who can produce from different spots, so that's a good thing. It's a bad thing when you're doing it because you're just trying to fill spots with whoever could fill it. But I'm, I'm sort of old school. Pure. I, sometimes I like to see the same lineup two or three days in a row, and I just get the feeling that we're not going to be seeing that this year until Harp gets back.
1: Yeah, well, what you will see is Trey Turner batting first every day. You'll probably see Schwarber second every day, Real yes. Muto third every day. And mm-hmm. so uh, I think that those those are things that you're going to see for sure. Mm-hmm. every day as they sort of go right left right left so and then probably hall will be your cleanup hitter to start with castellanos behind him then you get into uh stott boom and and who knows maybe Bohm can hit his way uh further up uh into the lineup as you go so but you're right we'll probably see a lot we'll see a lot of back and forth as time uh <laughs> goes forward uh, after opening day
0: speaking of maybe acquiring somebody not that they need it but i'm just wondering what kind of trickle-down effect that Anthony Volpe making the Yankees opening day roster and probably being their shortstop will have on Glaber Torres who is not an outfielder or a first baseman but now might be sort of an odd man out or he moves to second and that pushes Oswaldo uh, Perazin, maybe for them to the outfield or into a different spot I don't know but it seems like the Yankees have to figure out what they're going to be doing now with Torres and or Aaron Hicks because it sounds like they're like they're going to play Harrison Bader a lot in the outfield. I just wonder if a a, a decent player, a decent reserve, becomes available because of that.
1: Yeah, it could be. I mean, I will say good teams will squeeze some some good players. And uh, now if it's on waivers, the Phillies probably won't get the first shot because they did pretty well last year. You know, so they they usually right. award the waiver claims and how how a teams doing. So, uh, but yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's that's. Uh, that's that's a pretty interesting, pretty interesting qu- uh question. You know, yeah, yeah. Paraza, you know, there there was an article today about, oh yeah, we think he's he's in our plans, but mm. I don't think they know what those are yet. But definitely, but we will see. There are there are teams that uh that could use some uh, shortstop help out there. As we were talking about this off season, there's a lot of holes in Major League Baseball. So who knows? They might be dealing. There might be some last minute deals out there. You know, as teams don't make. Uh, or or as uh, teams make tough decisions and hey the phillies let's face it if the phillies didn't have that reese hoskins injury you know Mm -hmm. they might have they might have had to make some tough tough decisions you know no doubt Um, no doubt and maybe somebody would have loved to grab jake cave if all of a sudden he was available you know after watching his spring so other teams are watching these things too so correct yeah and you're seeing minor deals and and there's there still could be some uh, Cesar Hernandez released by the Tigers. I bet you you know, that's an example, right? I yep. mean, his career's probably not over. Uh well known to Phillies fan. I'm not saying the Phillies grab him, but you know, well known, well known veteran. He'll land sure. with
0: somebody, right?
1: So some team. Always like, a big
0: high on base percentage guy, yeah. yeah someone like the Phillies who
1: who maybe uh, had an injury towards the end, they might say, Oh, Cesar, I can grab him and plug him in. So maybe the Phillies have the same kind of thought with somebody that ends up out there, but I would expect Cesar Hernandez to get a job, uh, but, uh, from with somebody. Yes. All right. So let's talk, let's talk pitching because, uh, the the two names that make the roster on the pitching side. Now, one, it's a name that you have brought up before that you really liked it that'd be junior Marte, uh, uh, you know, the Phillies traded for him. And and the way I think I wrote it, uh, wrote the article when it happens, was hey, here's a guy. The Phillies can put him in the minor leagues and stash him there. They think he's got something, and then maybe they can grab him while they have an injury. Uh, that was a nice, nice bonus. So they didn't trade, it didn't cost them too much when they traded with the Giants, but he had a really nice spring, Jeff. Yes. Yeah,
0: it's good to see. And I'm, he's on uh, this I'm roster. Excited.
1: Yeah, and he's on this roster thanks to injuries to uh, Nick Nelson. I think he's basically uh, in the spot that Nick Nelson would have occupied. And then uh, they had to take a a lefty, uh, really, because I guess he was the only one on the the forty that was uh, not optionable. That would be Andrew Vasquez, mm-hmm. who the Phillies acquired once before and then lost them again on waivers, and now they now he's back.
0: Yeah, yeah. These are go to... uh... ahead. Okay, I'm sorry. What were you going to say?
1: Yeah. So he was he was Phillies property for a whole. Let me. I'm just trying to see how much he actually played in lehigh valley last year he was uh yeah they grabbed him let's see if i can find yeah he played a whole okay he played he played of course now that i'm looking on the fly i can't (laughs) find it we break out the four games with the lehigh valley iron picks last year right uh lost phillies lose them on waivers he's back didn't necessarily have that greatest spring but but he's probably the last man on the roster. I would say he uh, Vasquez is probably the last man on the roster at this moment. Uh, but he's in the bullpen. Junior Marte's in the bullpen. And here's did the trickle down. Vasquez offense. did
0: have 14 strikeouts, though, in 10 innings. He's only walked three. So I know the ERA is is four and a half. But um, he obviously showed he had some, some good swing and miss stuff there. And it's not like he had terrible control or anything like that.
1: Yeah, and as the eighth man in the bullpen, um, yeah. you know that's that's not terrible to have. No, so he's probably coming in the fifth inning when they need some need some help. I mean, that's probably what what you're looking at for him. Uh, yes. But but Marte though, uh, I'd say his 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 spring was was particularly impressive. Um, so he appeared in nine games, one and oh two eight nine ERA, but uh, mm-hmm. st- struck out six, whip under one. Uh, looked, but 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 most of all, it looked like his his fastball had some nice movement.
0: Well, that's what you like those those guys who can come out of the pen and and throw it up, get it up there, have their ball move a little bit. Yeah, I was excited about him. I I wasn't sure he was going to make the team, but I think, like you said, the the injuries that allowed that lane to be cleared, and he he capitalized on it. So he's he's going to be one of the sort of young guys to to kind of keep our eye on and see how it goes. Who was the guy? <laughs> I I I always think of like negative, like when you get excited about someone, then they come up and. They completely bomb out. I Remember Gabe's early years? They went to him uh, like on opening day early. Rosso, Ramon Rosso.
1: Uh, Ramon Rosso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to yeah. him pretty early.
0: <laughs> he went to him so early, um, uh, and it backfired, right? So hopefully, you know, Junior gets in uh, at the at the right times, and he able he's able to carry it over from spring. But I'm excited. I'm always excited about the young guys that they're able to. Bring I'm
1: not, in. I'm not sure he was.
0: He's actually not that young. He's 28, right?
1: Yeah, I'm not sure Ramon Rosso is with anybody right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, we don't got, need any yeah, more flashbacks to the uh the old game days.
1: Yeah, he got released from looks like the Toledo Mud Hens last May and has not latched on with anybody else. So yeah, Ramon Rosso already out of the game. Cruel game, isn't it, huh? So Yeah. So yeah, so Ramon Rosso already out of the game. But yeah, I mean both, but uh I, I guess the uh the big the big trickle down effect here is and this is kind of significant that you know the Phillies lost Ranger Suarez for an undetermined amount of time. Uh, hopefully not a lot, but he's not ready yet. Uh, mm-hmm. but Matt Strom is going to be jumping into the bullpen in his place. So now Matt Strom, uh, you know, he's very known for his really long hair. He's he's <sighs> got like Noah Syndergaard. Maybe he's even longer than Noah Syndergaard. Yeah. Uh But he's known for his his long hair, mm-hmm. and he uh also. Had some starting experience in the major leagues, so he is going to be the one that that takes the ball on game five. He did get three starts in this spring. Did look pretty good. I mean, he only has 10 innings total this spring, but uh, but game, game five, he's going to get the ball, Jeff.
0: Remember when the Phillies had no uh, left-handers, Frank, in their rotation, <laughs> and now they're going to start the season with three out of their five? being left-handers it's kind of funny how th- well no because rangers yeah, suarez is out yeah suarez is so love yeah. too you
1: know i think it's pretty neat though to to, to see that uh um that the Phillies are going this this route i mean what if what if he works out
0: well that's a great question if he works out uh you know listen i mean what are the odds that he's going to work out and billy falter is going to work out and there's going to be no injuries and then you're you're kind of stuck right i mean that that's if he works out, it's probably gonna be because he got an opportunity, somebody else stayed hurt, and then there was room there for him.
1: Well somebody asked me for my uh, mailbag for ninety seven three. my what what a what a bold prediction I would make uh, for this season. I think that Matt Strom is gonna stick around in this starting rotation after Ranger Suarez returns. I think that's that. That's as bold as I'm going to get. <laughs> but, so,
0: but did, did you have this mapped out as like one either either uh, Taiwan Walker is not going to be healthy or Falter is not going to be or they're just both not I gonna think be he's just going to do well, back? and
1: then the Phillies will okay. say, "Hey, let's ro- let's ride this," and then I mean, maybe maybe Falter ends up in your pen or maybe that's interesting options. Okay.
0: I don't know. I mean, he did have one year where he made 16 starts, but other than that, I mean, he's been a guy who's been a spot, you know, three starts, one star, five. That it's not like he's had a whole lot of, you know, he he's not used to being a starter. I don't even know how stretched out he's going to be early on here.
1: Yeah, early on he might not be totally stretched. I wouldn't be shocked if he goes four uh, in his first start. But I will say mm-hmm. this: they and the, the Phillies did say he's available out of the pen in Game One. I guess maybe they're trying to get him some work that day. Mm-hmm. But. uh you know, with an off day in there, but, uh, I don't know. I, 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 what I, I liked what I've seen of him. I liked, I liked how I saw him throw and I like, I like his attitude. You know, I think he he did kind of say that the times he was starting, he was always kind of fringe and kind of back and forth and, you know, couldn't really get comfortable, but I think this is, this could be his chance to, uh, to really dig in and and show that he can be comfortable. I mean, I got to think I really do like the, uh, um, I really do think that the, the scouting department of the Phil—they know what they're doing. I think when they signed him, I think somebody saw something. And maybe this was, maybe this was the idea all along. Mm-hmm. They paid maybe, him reliever I mean, money, good reliever yeah. money, but could be a bargain from a starter standpoint.
0: It just looks like health is going to be an issue with him. If you want to, be, I mean, he he missed almost all of 2021, correct? He only had six and two thirds innings that year. In 2020, he had 20. And two thirds innings. Well, was that in was the shortened game. season. So that oh, was right, like, right, right, right. That right. was like okay. an inning every three. No, so, gotcha. My fault. So yeah, I don't know what happened in 2021 with him when he was with the Padres. He seemed to have an injury there. So, um, but no, you're right. This might be one of those sort of sneaky good signings where, as long as he's healthy and being productive, he can serve a couple different roles for you. He, his his numbers are good number. If you take out the the stupid six innings that he pitched last year in 2000. Twenty one, where he must have had a terrible starter or, or an appearance. His numbers are pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this was, he kind of really
1: I'll say kind of emerged with the Red Sox, but uh yeah, it looks like it was a right knee injury when he was injured uh in 2021. I'm okay. just uh, digging a little bit to at his transactions, but, but yeah, but anyway, not to spend too much time on the fifth starter, but I think that that's, um, that, that hey, that's come on. That's... This is a
0: Phillies pie. This is all we do. How, how often? We, how <laughs> much time did we spend on Vince Velazquez for years? Right. I mean, come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so so let's talk for a second then about since we're talking starting rotation. I I think we, you know, we're we're planning to come back on on Thursday for some final predictions before the season. But there's one thing that just kind of broke, which uh, does affect the starting rotation. But Aaron Nola and the Phillies—they did not come to an agreement, and they are moving into the season without a contract extension in place. Is that mm-hmm. something that bothers you, Jeff?
0: I would have liked to would have been done. I mean, I can't—he's a Boris guy, correct? No, 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 no—he's not. No, not. But he's a—I um, know—I forget his agency name, but either way, um, I thought it could have gotten done. The way the Phillies are not afraid to spend money you would have thought that they could have made it happen i i wonder why it's not being done like what is what's the market that he's looking for and where do they see him he's tricky frank I'll, I'll i'll tell you that he's tricky because he's he's a a 1a or a 2 right i mean he's i still think the league even after last year views him as a guy who's more of a upper echelon 2 than a 1 but I'm sure he views himself as a one and get wants to get paid like a one. So and I'm sure he understands the the some the leverage he has. Pitchers get paid, especially when they hit free agency. And then they know that uh, Zach Wheeler is up after next year, correct?
1: Yeah. So we have this year and next year for Wheeler.
0: We have four so,
1: of Taiwan Walker, and then you have a couple of uh, Suarez as well. Right.
0: Right. So he knows that they need him just like he needs them, and he knows that if he's a free agent, the money's going to be good. So it's a little risky from
1: the, you know, pitchers
0: get hurt. I mean, yeah, but you know, he's he's kind of rolling the dice. I know he's had a few things here and there, but for the most part with him, I always think it's, it's always, he was always battling his inconsistency at times when things weren't going well, but last year he was, you know, listen, last year he had a great year and he proved he could pitch in September and he didn't have a great world series, but he was okay. He wasn't terrible. Um, I think that he's probably feeling his oats right now from from last year and thinking that if he hit free agency he'd be he'd command a lot of money. Yeah,
1: you know, I, I, I Phillies can spend the money. I mean, I really thought it was going to get done because there was mutual interest and the Phillies can pay whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. But it makes me uh makes me nervous if the Phillies didn't pay it. I mean, maybe they 6 years seems to be right, about right. Again, Carlos Rodon, that was sort of like the the, yeah. the always always point of comparison for all this but but what if he's demanding 7 years 8 years something like that like isn't that like
0: i i wonder what the hold up is like if 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 they want to pay him when he's 38 mm, i don't mind that for position players but man for pitchers that's he's 29 right now right when does he yeah. become 30 he becomes 30 on um this season right i was just like yeah it's it's not too far away isn't he a, like a july or august baby i think
1: it is in season. I will get you his birthday one second. June fourth. June fourth. June fourth. So yeah.
0: pretty soon, you know, a couple months, he'll be he'll be thirty. You want to sign him for? I'd I'd be a little nervous after five years, man. I got to I mean, be honest.
1: I mean, even if you're going six, you're 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 paying him in his age thirty-seven season. Yeah, right? and this
0: is not a guy who
1: or thirty-six season. Excuse me.
0: See now, because he's not an overpowering guy. Right, then maybe you're willing to go six because he's never been a guy who's going to try to get you out with 9,900. Not worried about losing the ticks, right? The, the the movement should always be there. So I feel like five or six is I'd be all right with and comfortable with. If he's asking for seven or more, I think for any pitcher that's who's about to be 30, that's a little bit dicey.
1: Yeah, I mean we're not part of these negotiations, but I, but I, I can't imagine. I can't imagine a Rodon deal would be a problem for this Phillies team, or even if it was a little bit more.
0: Yeah, but what was the Rodon again? How 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 many? Six years?
1: and one sixty-two, I believe.
0: Six one sixty-two. Yeah, that seems about right. That seems about right. for uh, Yeah, for six one
1: sixty-two. I remember it.
0: I guess I've written it enough <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talking about Aaron Nola that i that,
1: that, that that's the uh, that's the answer.
0: Yeah, I'm. But, st- I wonder when ballplayers are going to start betting on themselves a little more. Maybe, maybe. Position players and not pitchers, and stop signing 13 year deals. And I get it. You get paid for it's amazing to have $30 million a year for 13 years, but the market changes so much that, like, if I were a top outfielder and I've stayed relatively healthy, I only want to sign like a five year deal so I can hit the market again. I know that's why a lot of guys put those outs into their contract to do that. Yeah. So they become free agents anyway. But Harper didn't ask for one, right? He has no He outs didn't here. want one. He, he didn't you know want
1: what one. we don't I mean, Imagine often... if he was a
0: free agent coming off of well, I mean last year was tough because of the injury, but like coming yeah. off his MVP year.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I, I think I think we don't hear enough about the human side of the game because honestly once you're over a few million dollars does it really make a difference <laughs> you know i used like, to
0: think it didn't frank but i mean you see in other sports man guys will get as you know they want as much and, and not like baseball is any different but i mean you know if you have the ability to be a free agent sooner that's usually a great thing for that for but an they
1: athlete. never you know if you're a player let's think from bryce harper's perspective right he wanted one free agency that's it he wanted to he he wanted wherever he went next to be his final destination. Period. Right. I mean That's true. That's, that's nice. True. I mean, I would love to that's I would love to sign though. on with a job that I knew that I would I would have more money than I would ever need and I knew what my job would be right. at that place. I mean, that's pretty nice.
0: Yeah, I just feel like that that is sort of the exception rather than the rule these days um in in the entire sports landscape. But hey, thankfully he, he did that. I mean, even Stanton's contract had an out. I thought uh, with the uh, when he signed it with the Marlins and then got traded to the Yankees, I think yeah, there's I think an he, option, either a club or a player option. Player,
1: there? but I don't think he needed it. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> Injuries and and whatnot. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that never became an issue. Uh, yeah, but but the Phillies the Phillies did these without without uh, opt out So I mean, I think that's the type of culture they're trying to build, though. You know, right? Um, you know, the type of players that just want to be there and. Because like you know, the, the, these opt outs are certainly an, a, a distraction. I think that's that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. Stanton could have dr- opted out after twenty twenty, so and he, mm-hmm. and he did not. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I don't think he was necessarily in the best of health at that moment. But uh, but yeah. But anyway, I, I don't know. I, 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 for me, if I had three million dollars right now, that would be enough money for me to retire. I could live off. Of, <laughs> you know, would <laughs> be more than enough for me to live off of until I die. But uh. Um so I, I don't know I don't know the, I, I nitpicking uh i don't I don't know i don't I don't understand, but at any well, rate, do you think
0: do you think the Phillies are thinking long term about painter and about Abel and maybe maybe a little reluctant to go extra year you know they've got Walker for four I don't know,
1: I don't think that would be an issue because all it would cost them is money, so if you have Arola and those guys work out, you're great, right, you know. I think I think if they would have an issue, it would be because it was too long a term or something like that. that that's what I think too. I that's agree. the only thing that I think would be the the, the problem.
0: I'm with you on that.
1: But yeah, but these. Uh, by the way, that, I will say there's a lot we can gripe about the McPhail Clintock era, but um, that that uh <laughs> that Zach Wheeler <laughs> deal is pretty good, huh?
0: Yeah, that's a good deal. Definitely a good deal. Gotta <laughs> love that. Because remember, he wasn't even this good with the Mets. So there was there was a lot of risk in that. Day. He was kind of a guy with the Mets who was always a, supposed to be a one, but he was more like a two and a, sometimes a three earlier in his career. And then he got hurt. Then he came back from Tommy John. And really, the Phillies have gotten the best version of Zach Wheeler, which how often does that happen? You sign a guy to big money in free agency, and you get someone who's 15% better than what yeah. he was when you got him. It's usually the opposite. So well, that's pretty good.
1: But when they signed him, I kind of saw the things starting to swing and, you know, his yep. health. And so I thought that that's what they were going for. They were trying to pay him for what he would become in the ceiling. And he, luckily he hit it. So now maybe they can, maybe they can get lucky with somebody else. I mean, maybe the Walker deal is something like that, but I don't know. They, they were willing to go four years, but the Walker deal just shows you how expensive pitching is. I mean, yes. I would not have, you know, I would say normal terms, but, you know, every time, every time we think something's too much, The market just keeps resetting, so that's true. So we'll see. There's a little bit of risk. Certainly, an injury to Nola can can throw off his free agency somewhat. But uh, and then then you just worry about performances. Is is not having a deal going to bother him? Will Will being in a contract year motivate him to do better? You never know with those types of things.
0: Right, right. Hey, let me ask you this before we you know got to close out on on pitching or anything. But um, who do you think will lead the Phillies in saves this year?
1: Hmm. I'm gonna say Dominguez because I think it will be an Alvarado-Dominguez split at the end, and they're more likely to face more righties than lefties. Now, do you
0: do you think he, Dominguez will get a normal closer's amount of usage in innings, or do you think he still will come in in the eighth inning if you're facing like playing the Braves and Acuna's up in the eighth inning, right? Are yep, you...
1: every time. I think, that's, think so. that's I think that's how it's going to work. And then if, and then if either he or, or Dominguez aren't available because they pitch too much, then you go down to the next level of lefties and righties mm-hmm. in your bullpen and and Soto and and Kimbrel. I think that's what's going to happen.
0: Should be fascinating to see how that worm works out.
1: <laughs> hey, I like I like it. I like the way he does it. As long Me as too. they communicate, as too. long as they communicate to the players. Hey, here's here's who you're facing. Yep. I've never, you know, and I think and again, I think they've 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 done a good job with culture. They don't have the, the type of players that are selfish that, uh, uh, you know, say I have to be the closer. I have to pitch the ninth inning. Uh, and and you'll not convince me that everybody we've they've, they've, I've heard this all the time. Well, the players need to know their innings. You still know when you're coming in. If you've been communicated with that, this, these are your hitters. We're going to tear you this way. Mm-hmm. Everybody knew, what you know, watching the Gabe Kapler games, he was doing the same thing. Uh, and people were getting frustrated at him because they didn't know when they were coming in. As a f- right. fan watching from TV, I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, okay, he's going to go to so-and-so here. Well, right. they didn't do a good job communicating that year. Things are very well communicated now. I think this is going to function very, very nicely.
0: I imagine By the way, so.
1: How cool is it that we're not really spending time talking about the bullpen because we consider it something mostly... <laughs>
0: <laughs> set. <laughs> That's a good point. That is unbelievable. I hope that we're not over, uh, or, or, yeah, overestimating.
1: Yeah. Well, all right. Let me see here. Now, I'm now, now you got me curious uh, <laughs> about box scores from what year was that? 2018. Was that the Ramon roster? or was it 2019?
0: Uh, hmm. I think it was 19. But man, I didn't want, I did not want to send you down that rabbit hole. That's a dangerous. All right. One. So, let, oh, no, okay. No, <laughs> it
1: wasn't, it wasn't, or was that the, it wasn't 19 because the Phillies, in 19, they defeated the Braves. Aaron Nola started, Neris Robertson Nishak to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to 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 close that out, and Oof. Neris came in in the seventh and gave up a couple runs, but uh, but that was uh, that was a Phillies victory. So maybe it was Opening Day 2018.
0: Oh boy, I'm glad we're getting that far removed from it. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, it really was a long time ago. Uh, hmm. All right, so opening day 2018. All right, here we go. Ready, ready for this mm-hmm. this lineup in the bullpen. So Nola started, Hobie Milner, Luis Garcia, Adam Morgan, Edubray Ramos, and then Nerison for uh, the to close it out. Blows the save, gets two outs, gives out gives up three
0: earned. <laughs> Edubray Ramos, God, I forgot about him.
1: <laughs> now you got Unreal. yeah see? yeah yeah. Now I'm I'm definitely down this rabbit hole and I should stop, but uh. But if you want to be oh yeah good that's, vibes that's, only Frank good yeah, vibes good, only good vibes only Carlos Santana in the lineup and Hoskins in left field. Mm-hmm. Those were good. Those were good times. Some
0: huh? oh wow wonderful.
1: <laughs> Let me just run through the 2018 Phillies.
0: What was man. Middleton thinking during those times? For a guy like to spend money, he was just yeah. sort of like stuck in his process. Well, and I, I
1: I don't fault him. You know but, I mean he 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 went with Andy McPhail thinking that he had some success in the past and yeah. he didn't perform so i mean kudos to him i mean he 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 moved on to to Dombrowski before uh before even McPhail was done his contract so uh that was so he he realized he had to do better but mm-hmm. but, but at any rate <laughs> we'll go on too long if i keep talking about the 2018 Phillies so but for now Powder Blue Podcast. We're going to come back on Thursday, opening day, just to check back in with our 2023 predictions. Jeff Mosher, Frank Close, we'll catch you on Thursday.